The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, hosted by Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Dr. Relly Nadler. I'm Allison Childs with the Center for Creative Leadership. Kathy and Relly have helped thousands of people like you become better performers, managers, and leaders with their unique approaches to coaching. Dr. Willie Nadler is a master level certified executive coach with the International Coaching Federation. A psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer, Dr. Nadler brings his expertise and emotional intelligence to all his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. Dr. Nadler's Leaders Playbook provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers. For more information and free tools by Relly Nadler, go to www.truenorthleadership.com. New York Times bestselling author Kathy Greenberg wins hearts and minds around the world with her internationally acclaimed books on the new science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Working Mothers Know. Kathy is available for a variety of consulting and coaching programs where you can learn to apply her unique happiness equals profit business formula. For more on Kathy's coaching, tools, consulting, and keynote speaking, go to www.h2cleadership.com or www.whathappyworkingmothersknow.com for free tips and downloads. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler. We have Dr. Kathy Greenberg on the line also as a co-host for our show today. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We're really excited today to have Dr. Dan Siegel. Just has a brand new book out on Mindsight, the new science of personal transformation. So we're really excited to pick his brain about, uh, about the brain and about the mind and about relationships. Let me tell you a little bit about Dan, and then we'll bring him on in a few moments. Dan is a physician and a board-certified uh, child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist whose pioneering work on bringing brain science into the practice of psychotherapy has made him a well-known speaker throughout the world. Dr. Siegel is the founding editor of a series of over a dozen books on mental health practitioners in the emerging field of interpersonal neurobiology. He has numerous books. I'll just mention a few of them here. He is the author of The Developing Mind and The Mindful Brain and is a clinical professor at UCLA School of Medicine. He has been asked to present this work on Mindsight, and we'll find out what Mindsight is. It's a... uh, term he's coined to audiences that have included His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, Pope John Paul II, as well as judges, policymakers, therapists, the nation's public school superintendents, and the National Institute of Mental Health. My insight, which just came out, I think, last week or so, the new science of personal transformation helps 
harness the power of our minds to re-sculpt the neural pathways of our brains in ways that can be life-transforming. And so you know that Kathy and I always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders like we have Dr. Dan Siegel here, and we want to provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And Dr. Kathy Greenberg, welcome to the call. Thanks, Relly. It's always a delight to have some exciting new authors be on the show with us who have such a fabulous perspective. And I'm delighted uh, that Dan is going to share with us today his new book, Mindsight. Before we get started, as our audience knows, we love to share a lot of information about the science of happiness and make sure that everyone knows that we, the leaders, are the heartbeat of any organization. But most of us really underestimate just how much we can influence those around us, and thus we and those around us can underperform. But doing just a few things differently can really improve our performance and that of our organization. And what we try to teach in every one of our shows, including today, is something to help you develop as a leader, something to help your company develop more leaders, something about what happy companies know, something about emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies, something about, well, today's subject, brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance, and also gender and generation differences that really do make a powerful difference in performance. We always tried to look at, um, well, work-life balance and strategies for managing both yourself and your boss to be your best. And we'll give you lots of tools and tips in today's program. And, Relly, before we do that, could you just tell us a little bit about the science of leadership? Great. Thanks, Kathy. Well, so why do we talk about leaders so much? And we'll have Dan comment from the brain and mind uh, aspects. We know that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. So we like to say that they are the emotional thermostat for the team because emotions are contagious. And so if they are hot and irritated and tense, most likely their team is going to be hot and irritated and tense just because of the social influence of their emotions. We also know that uh, getting someone into the top 10% is one of the keys that we strive for in leadership development. And one of the main ways of of getting someone into the top 10% is this aspect of emotional intelligence, some of what we're going to be tapping into today. And this emotional intelligence is important when they've done research and looking at IQ and technical expertise. Emotional intelligence has attributed anywhere from, depending on the studies, 60 to about 85% of the success factors has been emotional intelligence. So it's a critical factor. And the key for uh, leadership is getting people into the top 10%. And once we know someone's in the top 10%, researchers show they're twice as, uh, add twice as much revenue to the bottom line as managers in the 89th percentile and below. So that's one of the key things. We also know that if you um, have training, many organizations have training, and that helps, and it gets a boost in productivity, about 22%. But if you add ongoing coaching to the training, research is showing that it's about an 88% boost in productivity. Both Kathy and I are certified coaches, and if you can bring coaches into your organization, you can increase performance by as much as 77%. Also, some studies have shown that you can increase life satisfaction uh, by as much as 50%. 
And let me tell you, if you want some more information about Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership.com. She has happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. If you want more information about me, Dr. Rowley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com. For emotional intelligence, free assessments, books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. So, Dan, welcome to the call. Thanks, really. Hi, Kathy. It's good to be here. Thank you. Let me just say a little bit more about Dan, and then we're going to uh, pump him for some information about his new book, Mindsight. So I gave some of the uh, bio about Dan in the beginning, but let me just highlight a few things. Uh, Dr. Siegel's psychotherapy practice includes children, adolescents, adults, couples, and families. He's currently a clinical professor of psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine, where he's on the faculty of the Center for Culture and Brain Development and the co-director of the Mindful Awareness Research Center. He's an award-winning educator. He's a distinguished fellow uh, of the American Psychiatric Association and recipient of several other honorary fellowships. He's also the executive director of Mindsight Institute. This is an educational organization that focuses on how the development of Mindsight in individuals, families, and communities can be enhanced by examining the interface of human relations and basic biological processes. I mentioned some of his other books, uh, The Mindful Brain, Reflection and Attunement in Cultivation of Well-Being. That was a Norton book, 2007. And his latest book, Mindsight, The New Science of Personal Transformation, which offers the general reader an in-depth exploration of the power of the mind to integrate the brain and promote well-being. His next professional text, uh, The Mindful Therapist, explores the application of these ideas for the clinician's own development of mindsight and neurointegration. And one of the aspects that Dr. Siegel can do quite well is make these complicated concepts exciting as well as easy to understand that has led him to be invited to address local, national, international organizations where he speaks to groups of educators, parents, public administrators, healthcare providers, policymakers, clergy, and neuroscientists. And he lives in Southern California with his family. So, Dan, I'm really excited. I've, I've got your book and, and have been starting to thumb through it. And what we like to do typically to start off is, is to check in with you some of your key influences, people, thinkers in your life that have shaped some of your thinking about your work. Oh, absolutely, really. Well, first of all, thanks for that introduction. You know, um, we're always building on the shoulders of giants. And um, certainly in my own development, uh, people who have explored the various sciences that I work in uh, have really influenced me a lot. One of the major um, pairs of thinkers uh, were two people who are unfortunately no longer living, but that is Mary Ainsworth and John Bowlby. And these were two of really the pioneers to explore a field called attachment research, which looks at how the way a relationship between a child and a parent shapes the way the mind of that child develops really um, from the beginning and then still has influences throughout the lifespan. I I would say those two individuals really influenced me a lot. And one of their students, whose name is Mary Main, she also was a big influence on me and continues to be. Um, She still works at University of California at Berkeley. And what Mary was able to show in an instrument called the Adult Attachment Interview was that when we've made sense of our lives, when we've actually developed the ability to look back at where we've come from in our childhood and make sense of those experiences and how they've impacted how we grew up and then how we are now as an adult, 
that is the best predictor with 85% predictability of how our child will be relating to us and what their attachment will be like. So that instrument really uh, is something that I wanted to learn back in 1989, over 20 years ago. And I studied with Mary Main and uh, had a chance to meet actually Mary Ainsworth in Virginia. And, and that instrument then became the beginning of a field that I helped create called interpersonal neurobiology. And it's really based on attachment science, brain science, and over a dozen different branches of science to really look at a common universal way in which we can understand what it means to be human, what our relationships are like, how the mind and brain interact with each other, how people function in groups and organizations. And so it's relevant for a lot of different things we do from parenting to our everyday life in, um, in companies and, and how we see actually even the global situation now. So that's, I would say those are my major influences on where I've come. Dan, as you're talking about some of these uh, very influential people, I know that um, our listeners are, are going to be getting more and more attached to some of the um, concepts that you're going to be speaking about. Can you share one or two very critical, uh, I want to say, kind of snapshots of what you really feel you got um, from, from any of those folks you just talked about? Sure. Well, one of the things um, that I think is very profound about what the attachment research and these researchers have taught us is that in the old days, we used to think if you had a set of experiences, those somehow got fixed in your brain and you were destined to keep on repeating them. That's how people usually interpret attachment and you say, well, what happened to me early on is what I do now. These researchers actually showed it was very different from that that if you take the time to know your own mind, to learn deeply what the narrative is, your life story, and how that's been structuring you up to this point, and you can look inward, you can actually change the way you behave. Now, when you combine that amazing finding with what has been discovered in, in brain science in a field called neuroplasticity with a number of different researchers over the years, but you found that, in fact, we now know that if you focus your mind in a certain way, if you focus attention and learn, for example, about your history or you learn about your emotions, you can actually use your mind to change the brain. And, and that's Dan, we're going to take a pause right now on that thought, lives. and we'll be right back. This is Leadership Development News, so don't go away. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Most 
leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with Dr. Dan Siegel, and we're going to get into his new book, which is called Mindsight, The New Science of Personal Transformation. That really brings together a lot of the, the work that he's been doing for, sounds like, 20, 30 years now. And Dan, uh, I know you you coined this term mindsight, which is a great great term. And, and maybe for our audience listeners, you can define what what is mindsight, and then we'll get into talking about ways to to bring it about. Sure, really. Well, thanks. You know, mindsight is a term that came to me when I was in medical school, and it was clear that some of my professors, who were excellent uh, physicians in the sense that they knew their topic, didn't look at the mind. They only dealt with things that were physical. And to make sense of that in myself, I thought, well, there's like two lenses we have. One lens, you see physical things. The other lens, you see the inner world of the mind of yourself or of others. So the word mindsight has come to mean 
the ability for us to see the inner world with insight and empathy, and then actually to be able to shape that world toward health. So that's what mindsight means, the ability to see inwardly in yourself or others and shape the mind toward health. So with mindsight, what's really exciting is you can actually now use the science of neuroplasticity to actually see how the focus of your own mind can change the physical structure of your brain. And we used to take guesses at that a a long time ago, but now we have the science to prove that that statement is absolutely true. How you drive information and energy flow, which is one way of thinking about the mind, through your neural circuits activates them in specific ways. And here's what we now know. Neurons which fire together can wire together. So you can rewire your brain by just the focus of your mind when you use mindset skills to selectively activate your brain. And Dan, that's can you give us an example of what that looks like? Excuse me? Can you give us an example? Oh, absolutely. Um, let's say you find as you do some reflective work that your own emotions, let's say in a, in a company, are getting out of control, that you're getting irritated with your coworkers, or if you're in a leadership position, you find yourself flying off the handle. There are techniques you can do to actually focus your mind in a new way, and I, I think of it as a kind of a wheel, where you develop the hub of the wheel and you separate this awareness where hub the hub is from an outer rim, which let's say is a, where your feeling of anger might be. And there are specific practices I offer in the book that allow you to focus your mind in a new way so that even if the anger is still there, rather than being swept up by it, the experience now is that you just can sense the anger in an objective way and you have the opportunity to pause before you're reactive and choose a different path. This this capacity... Um, there are some studies show doing this kind of practice changes the part of your brain just behind your forehead called the prefrontal cortex that can regulate or shape emotional responses. This is why Dan Goleman, the person who wrote the book Emotional Intelligence and then the, his following book, Social Intelligence, wrote the foreword to my book, Mindsight, because Mindsight is really the mechanism beneath both emotional and social intelligence and it develops this prefrontal area of the brain to have more insight and to actually be able to drive your um, energy flow through your own brain circuits and develop this ability for more, uh, the more to, to be more flexible and actually to be more emotionally intelligent. Now, That's Dan, what happens when you develop mindset. Right. Now, you, you're talking to a lot of people, including Relly and myself, who understand brain neurochemistry, but... Just for the purpose of getting our audience engaged, because you're using a lot of ideas that might not um, necessarily be as easy for them to understand, because the average executive is going to say, well, what's the difference between doing that, taking a deep breath, counting to 10, and then responding like an executive should? Right. Well, they're certainly overlapping. Not everyone can count to 10, but when you do a practice um, that develops this mindset skill, which embraces all the power of mindfulness and mindfulness research, but also combines that with the power of understanding brain function and also, in fact, looking at the nature of relationships. So mindset always looks at these three things, our our brain, our relationships, and our mind. And so for the listener, they may wonder, well, you know, what's the difference between the mind and the brain? And for an executive in a company, 
it's really important to know that there is a difference because if you just say, well, I'm going to breathe and that's it, well, you can do that in that moment and it may help you in a really useful way in that moment. But if you actually realize that if you practice a technique of focusing, let's say, on this wheel of awareness practice five minutes a day where you sense your breath and you imagine yourself in this hub and then review all the points on the rim, which would be your senses from the outside world, like hearing and sight and smell and taste and touch, the feelings in your body, like the sense of your heart beating or your intestines or your tension in your muscles. The next sense would be the sense of your mental activities, like thoughts or feelings. And then even an eighth sense where you can feel your relationship to others. When you do a practice like this, here's what we know about the brain. When you do a practice on a regular basis to create a certain state of mind, in this case a kind of mindful awareness of this wheel image, over time that state is going to lead to changes in your brain's architecture so that you have a new trait in your life, which will be the trait of having increased social and emotional intelligence because you've increased your mindset skills. This skill is like developing the ability to play basketball or play the piano, you probably are laying down new circuits and what's called myelinating them, that is developing the skill and the reinforced circuits in the brain. And so you've done this intelligently and intentionally in a way that actually improves your life and your ability to be a leader in, in the workplace. Well, this is fascinating, just, just being able to uh, get some documentation behind these kind of practices. And so just to highlight what you were saying, so five minutes of doing kind of a mindful practice, and you talk about the, the almost separating the hub um, from the spoke. And from the rim, yeah, exactly, the, the spokes, absolutely. And, and so that's really kind of watching your thoughts and kind of and getting that separation. That's right. And, and if you do this, you know, every day, and here's, here's the key thing, you know, um, you want to have a regular practice, and it's not like brushing your teeth because the brain isn't dirty, but it is like doing kind of a brain fitness workout mm-hmm. where you're exercising the muscle of the mind, that is, you're, you're focusing your attention. And what we now know is when you exercise the mind in that way, and the mind, distinct from the brain, can be seen as how you regulate energy and information flow, like how you focus your attention, basically, is what the mind is. When you intentionally shape your mind, you are very actively working out your brain. And you can change the way circuits are firing your brain. And now we know definitively that when you do this on a regular basis, you're actually changing the structural connections in the brain. You're making your brain healthier and stronger. Well, what's, what's great about this, this kind of gets into our, our next question, I think a lot of the executives and folks that... Uh, I work with, Kathy works with, you work with. Uh, I was working with a, an MBA from Harvard, you know, very, very smart, and uh, saying, okay, once you, once you turn 40, that's it. You know, no one's going to change, you know, it, it's over. And just that, that narrative that he had didn't really allow him to change that much, but then also kind of passing it on to the people that he worked with. So maybe, you know, say a little bit more, you know, about this neuroplasticity and, and how long does it take to lay down some of these changes? Well, absolutely. Great question. Well, I think the executive who says that is probably um, really relying on some uh, very established but now outdated brain science, which was the idea that, you know, children change a lot and adolescents, the brain is changing. And somehow, even now, we know the brain is actively changing till around 25. And so 
even a card-carrying neuroscientist years ago would have agreed. He would have said, you know, or she would have said, look, you know, the brain is done changing after this long adolescent period, and then you're kind of fixed. We now know that that's not accurate. We now know the brain continues to change in really powerful ways throughout the entire lifespan. I mean, the reason I start with one of my cases in the book with a 92-year-old is that he was definitive proof that you can change the way your mind functions and likely the way your brain is structured throughout the lifespan. Now, here's one way to think about it. The way we focus attention, let's say I was going to teach you a word in a different language like Greek, and I was going to say, here's the word in Greek for sweet water, glikanera, glikanera, and then you practice it a couple times. You and Kathy practice it. We can show that you can grow new synaptic connections very rapidly, almost instantaneously as you're studying this new word. So memory for something like a word can happen rapidly. If you're now going to learn a new set of knowledge and want to really reinforce it, you're going to want to sleep and consolidate that in your brain and learn a bunch of Greek, learn how to speak a Greek sentence, for example. That may take a longer period of time, a few days, a few weeks. And we can actually show now that if you're going to learn a lot of new things, you may not only make new what are called synaptic connections. This is how the individual neuron links up to another neuron. That can happen rapidly. We now know you can stimulate a new neuron to grow, and that can take anywhere from, you know, a couple of weeks to two to three months to get set up. So those well, Dan, are the ways gonna, you can focus your mind. We're going to come right back and listen to a lot more fascinating, I mean, that we can actually change the brain and grow new neurons. So I hope everybody stays tuned. We're going to go to a quick break. So come right back. This is Leadership Development News. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Dan Siegel, his new book, Mindsight. The New Science of Personal Transformation just came out last week. We're talking about some of the key findings from that. And, Dan, in your book, there's a really fascinating story or case that you had about Barbara who had some uh, brain damage from an accident. And in that, you talk about her relationship, how it may have changed with her kids. And you talked about something I hadn't really heard before about in our brain we have a me map and we have a you map and a we map. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more you know, about that and how you apply that. Sure. Well, you know, as any clinician knows, you know, we we meet people in our practices who can teach us a huge amount about what it means to be human. And the sad situation here was that a a mother of three kids didn't wear her seatbelt and she got struck by a a drunk driver straight on and, and the steering wheel unfortunately damaged the front part of her brain just behind her forehead. And while helping this family, I had to really look uh, into what areas of the brain had been damaged in Barbara and then to help the family understand why she had changed so much. Now, the family ultimately, I'll just say, did extremely well. I mean, Barbara had a a hard time, but helping the family, the kids and the dad, make sense of what happened to this wonderful woman after the accident was, was something really they needed to go through the grieving process. What we all could learn from that family and myself and also all of us now is that these areas just behind your forehead, which are called the prefrontal cortex, they allow us to make these maps like the brain makes of anything. So if you, let's say, see um, an object, if you hold like a model airplane in front of you, we know the back of your brain is going to have firing patterns that make a map of that airplane. But when we make a map of ourselves, like who am I? I'm a person working in a company and I'm, let's say, a manager of these 45 people, who am I really? I'm a manager, I'm a father, I'm a, I'm a friend, um, I'm a son, all the things I might be. Those maps I make of myself, we can call a me map, and we can show how this frontal area of the brain lets us have neural firing patterns that somehow create this sub- 
subjective awareness of everything that is my identity. That's a me map. Amazingly, this same area of the brain makes maps of other people you know, uh, friends, relatives, colleagues at work, people working beneath you, people who are your um, uh, superiors. All these different maps of another human being we call a U-map. And this frontal area, uh, which was also damaged in Barbara's case, makes maps so that you wonder what's going on in the other person. You can have empathy for the other person's experience. Barbara, unfortunately, lost these, but we can now know that you can actually build these maps up, this map-making ability. A third kind of map is called a we map. A we is the idea that we are a part of a team in a company or a family, if it's at home, and this we is something also this prefrontal cortex, this front area behind your forehead, makes. And some people just never had the opportunity to think in these we terms. And what I do in the book is talk about how Mindsight really allows you to deepen your ability to use these frontal areas, areas of the brain to make me maps so you understand yourself in a deep way, so you have more emotional intelligence, you aren't so reactive, you're more reflective and you're able to pause before you act. It allows you to have you maps so you have more empathy and understanding for others so your social intelligence increases. And then you can also make more intricate we maps where you work better as a team, you're a part of a whole process, and all the studies now of happiness and of sense of meaning have shown now that happiness derives from this ability to devote yourself to something larger than just your bodily defined self. And a we map really allows you to do that, to really sense that you're a part of a much larger whole. So in all these ways, it gives you social intelligence, emotional intelligence, and even wisdom and happiness this mindset ability to, to know all these maps and also to develop this very important part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex. So if I'm an executive and I'm listening to this and I know you have a new book coming out, what, what does the executive need to know to learn when they pick up your book and start to read from it? Is there any kind of um, preset that, that someone needs to understand to begin to apply what they're going to learn? Well, yeah, this, well, first of all, anyone can read the book. I wrote it so that someone with no background in understanding the brain or the mind or even the science of relationships would have a problem. So it really introduces the, the broad general readership. So if a, a, someone in a, a corporate situation, an organizational work, uh, took on the book, I think what they would find, and, and this we've, I've done this in leadership conferences now, they would find that the lessons that are involved in developing mindsight on an individual basis, because I use all these examples from real people in my actual practice um, to show in depth how you develop these various kinds of steps to, to develop mindsight in your life, that a, a leader in an organization reading that would then be able to apply it in their own particular way. So she'd be able to say, Okay, in this setting, um, I talk about eight different what are called domains of integration. And integration is a, a very powerful principle that allows you as an organizational person to actually go in and see how am I relating to the people working beneath me? How am I allowing them to, for example, differentiate or specialize in what they do? And then I really facilitate us linking together. So integration is the cultivation of 
differentiation where separate elements are allowed to be specialized. And then the linking part is where you promote collaboration and communication. When a system is integrated, it has a harmonious flow that takes it away from rigidity and away from chaos where things are rigid and stuck and not moving and not productive on the one hand, or the other extreme away from this more integrated flow is chaos where things are unpredictable and not reliable. You aren't getting things done because they're just over the top um, in terms of being at, uh, you know, dis- disorganized. Um, this harmonious flow comes from integration, and in, in an organization, it's possible then to use these different domains I talk about, whether it's in the domain of working with people um, one-on-one, where you develop a relational integration, or whether it's helping yourself as a leader know how to trust your own intuition, that is, this wisdom from your body, and a whole set of things. If you want to talk about the details, I can do that. But someone reading the book will be able to learn step-by-step how to cultivate each of these domains of integration that will be relevant in organizational functioning, be relevant in leadership, and relevant even in personal life. One of the things, Dan, just to give the visual to this, because you're talking about in organizations, it's kind of the leader who's <clears throat> striving for integration with themselves, striving for integration with their team and, and the organization, is that metaphor of the river that you talked about, you know, where one bank was rigidity and one bank was chaos. And as I understand that, how do, how do you keep flowing down that, not getting stuck in chaos or not getting stuck in rigidity? Yeah, well, this is the incredible thing, you know, both in organizational work and in just uh, reflecting on what we do in clinical work is you know, patterns seem to have these three dimensions. You can be doing well, being at ease, feeling good, and living a harmonious life as an organization, productive, people feel honored, they're really integrated. They can be differentiated, but then they link together. Or a system like an organization or even a family or even your individual life can move into rigidity where things get stuck and depleted. There's no energy there's, it's stagnant, people feel bored, um, really uninterested in what they're doing, their morale is low. That would be a rigid state. And you can then go in and find where integration is not being promoted. I do this in schools a lot where you can tell, um, sometimes from the leader, where people are, are not allowed to differentiate. They're just, there's no creativity going on. They're given marching orders, and they just feel like they're not allowed to give anything special from their own unique contributions and the whole system shuts down. At the other end, when you're not integrated, you can be kind of like if you imagine, you know, 10 people together where they're, they plug their ears and they're singing songs, so they're all differentiated, but there's no linkage because they, they plug their ears, they can't hear each other. That's like the chaos of a, an organization where people are doing their own thing, but there's nothing happening to encourage them to really um, collaborate and communicate with one another. And that's an example, again, of impaired integration that, in this case, is coming out as, as uh, chaos or cacophony and disorganization. So the nice thing about this model, when you think about this river of integration being harmonious, the most productive work in an organization comes when the leader of that organization cultivates integration. And when that happens, a leader is truly taking a leadership position, not by being dogmatic, but actually using these aspects of mindsight to cultivate deep respect with the UMAP, the 
situation of their different individuals in the, the group they're overseeing. And they can then promote the linkage by looking from the point of view of a WeMap. Now, the only way to really do that in yourself as a leader is to develop these skills where you have an, a me map, where you know, okay, this is my job, my role here, myself, is to understand how I can really inspire my workers to differentiate and link. And when you have integration as a framework, suddenly things which seem like a mystery, you know, why are they shut down, why are they stagnant, or why is this out of control, suddenly you have this magic ingredient to figure out how to make things better in a powerful and effective way. Well, we're going to come right back to listen to more about mindset. This is Leadership Development News, so don't go away. markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint by the numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. 
Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Diane Siegel about Mindsight. His book just came out, I think, last week, The New Science of Personal Transformation. And I know one of the places, Dan, we can, you can get your book is at uh, Mindsight, uh, doc, is it dot .org or dot .com? Yeah, MindsightInstitute.com uh, or DrDanSiegel.com. DanSiegel.com or MindsightInstitute.com, you can get his new book. And um, one of the things we're interested in, we're in the last segment, and I know this is going by quick, we'll have to have you back at some time. Sure, I'd be happy to. Is to talk about, you know, what Goldman has coined, the, uh, the amygdala hijack. In your book, you talk about the meltdown, the limbic lava, the temporary brain dysfunction. Well, any executives have seen that where someone just loses it. Absolutely. So maybe you can talk about what happens with that, and then we can get into just briefly what are some ways that someone can stop themselves when they're Absolutely. in the midst of it. Well, really, here's a fast way of understanding it. If you put your thumb, and if the listener puts your, the thumb right in the middle of your fingers and put your, curl your, your fingers over the top of that, this is a pretty handy model of the brain, and the orientation is that when you're looking straight at the knuckles, those knuckles would be just behind the eyes, those two middle knuckles, and your spinal cord is coming up through your wrist, this person is facing you, and if you lift your fingers up and lift your thumb up, palm area would be this deep area of the brain called the brain stem, basic functions like heart rate and stuff like that, and fight, flight, freeze response is there in the brain stem. Put your thumb over, and this is the more emotional part of the brain called the limbic area. It helps appraise things, that is, say things are good or bad, and has it, that area called the amygdala, which generates a feeling of fear. And then if you put your fingers over the top, this is our higher brain, our cortex. And the part of the brain I'm talking about right now is the the fingernail area, which is called the prefrontal cortex, and in particular that middle area there, the two middle fingernails, is your middle prefrontal area, which controls the limbic firing of the amygdala. It actually helps regulate the brain stem and even helps regulate the body. So sometimes that's all working well together and your whole brain is literally integrated. This middle prefrontal area is pulling it all together and you're in harmony. But sometimes... Something can happen, you haven't eaten for a long time, you're hungry, you're really, really tired, or there's a hot button that gets pushed, and this middle prefrontal area can literally go offline. So if you flip your fingers up, that's like flipping your lid. When you lose the integrative functioning, that is pulling it all together, keeping things balanced and coordinated is what integration does. When you lose that temporarily, anyone can start acting like they've lost their mind. They've literally flipped their lid. They're not integrated anymore. They go into either chaos or rigidity. And in the case of limbic lava, it's more chaotic. You're flooded with fears. 
You're saying things you don't mean. You're cursing. You're acting in ways that sometimes are immoral. You're not thinking rationally. And then when you come back online, when a person finally catches their breath, stretches, goes out, gets a drink of water, and returns to a calmer state, that calmer state is an integrated state where you put your fingers back down, the middle prefrontal area has brought it all together again. So what I try to do is teach people that they need to learn that when they flip their lid, they got to come back and make a repair of the damage that was done to others and to themselves. They need to learn from that experience what was the hot button or the situation or condition that led them to flip their lid. And then as they learn these techniques of knowing what their brain feels like, they can actually start to sense when they're getting close to losing that prefrontal ability to integrate things. It can feel like tingling in your fingers. Your jaw can get tight. You get a quivering in your lips. You can start literally feeling like your nostrils are flaring or your eyes are seeing, you know, you're seeing red. All these are signs that the prefrontal region may not continue to do its balancing act of holding it all together. And the best thing to do is, of course, first aid, get yourself away from the workers you're working with or if you're with children, the children you're talking to or friends, and give yourself some private time so you can really do the necessary action to figure out what's going on, see if you can calm yourself down if you can, but certainly to avoid letting the low road, this flipping your lid state, make you have a, um, a terrible interaction with other people because for other people, you've just become a nut. You've just become crazy mm-hmm. and you're not reliable anymore and it can take a lot of work to repair that kind of damage. So knowing if that's your vulnerability, you can actually do something about this. And the amazing thing is when you learn these mindset techniques, you can actually learn to detect when a flipping your lid, low road, things about to happen, get yourself out of there and actually bring yourself back online much quicker, and if things have happened where you have fallen apart, bring yourself together also more rapidly so you can make a repair. And in that way, this low road thing or this hijacking that Dan Goldman talks about has an understandable thing that happens. So you can now take responsibility for your actions rather than just blaming yourself for the crazy way you're behaving. You can understand it, know the brain mechanism, and take responsibility to repair damage that happened but also to lessen that damage and then make a, a, a change in how you function in the future. So one of the things that I'm hearing, Dan, because um, it's sometimes hard for people to catch this when it's going on, but I think if you can turn each time it does happen into a learning, that's going to lay down some new neural pathways because I think the, the fear is if someone keeps doing it without awareness, aren't they re- <clears throat> reinforcing that it will happen again? That's absolutely right, really. I mean, that's, that's beautifully said because... What we want to do is see challenges as opportunities for learning and realize learning happens across the lifespan. You know, my experience is people get so mad at themselves and so ashamed, they just don't want to think about it. They want to act like that didn't happen. And when it keeps on happening over and over again, it does ingrain in our neural pathways these uh, circuits to fall apart. And so you want someone to first be kinder to themselves, have compassion toward themselves, not to excuse what they did, but just to begin the road of saying, okay, I'm a human being, but now I have to take responsibility for my actions. And that can really change the whole pathway of how a person can reinforce in a positive way, have this prefrontal area, can give them the flexibility and mindset capacity 
to actually stay present, even in the face of difficult things. That's what the research shows. Well, that's uh, that's great. Um, I know we're getting to the end of our hour here. And so the book just came out last week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out, let's see, well, two weeks ago now. Two yeah, weeks so ago. So it's just, just coming out, and um, it's very exciting because I've been working on this a long time, and the feedback I'm getting from all sorts of people from different walks of life is that it's accessible, it's useful, and, um, you know, the way the stories are told, it shows the reader exactly what they can do for their own lives to bring mindset into the way they live with themselves and the people that they work with or that they live with. So it's been very rewarding. Oh, that's great, Dan. And, and I, I think this is going to be a very uh, successful book. Thank you so much for being on our show and, and, and sharing some of this. Well, thanks, really, and thanks, Kathy. It's really been a pleasure. Anytime you want to get together again, just let me know. Uh, we'd love to do it. All right, well, this is uh, Leadership Development News. We've been talking uh, with Dr. Dan Siegel about Mindsight. Hopefully you can take some of these uh, learnings for yourself and, and move forward in your career. Talk to you again. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.